Welcome back to Media Hotline, a podcast about brands, media, and the business of editorial. My name is Danica Lowe, and for the past 20 years, I've been a journalist, writer, editor, and digital director at some of the biggest media companies in the United States. Now, I run a consulting business where I help brands and corporations with their digital and media strategies. This episode of Media Hotline is about the foundations of brand storytelling and why it's more important than ever in 2023. I thought a lot about storytelling over the weekend. I was in LA last week and over the weekend, I went to see Oppenheimer and Barbie. I saw the movies in that order. And for context, I saw them both at the Universal Studios CityWalk AMC. It's one of those really nice movie theaters with great snacks and reclining armchairs and lots of aisle space. So all around a really great movie going experience. I also found the experience of seeing a movie in LA really interesting because the audience was so respectful. Nobody talked through the movie like they do in New York. Nobody used their phone and everyone clapped and laughed at the right moments. I also found it really interesting that the audience in both showings clapped and cheered for the AMC theater Nicole Kidman promo. You know, that one that runs in between the previews and the start of the film. It's no surprise that in L.A. people have a deep reverence for the cinema and for the filmmaking industry. After all, it's Hollywood. This is the city that is built around the film and entertainment industries. And right now there's a lot going on in this industry, a lot of change that's both bringing people together and driving people apart. Things like the contract negotiations, the SAG-AFTRA strike and the Writers Guild strike. A lot of what's happening in the film, TV, and streaming industries right now seems not that dissimilar to what happened in music and media over the past 15, 20 years. Both music and media were so fundamentally disrupted by technology, new platforms, and the democratization of content distribution. It's impossible to predict what will happen to the film and television industries after this strike, but as content distribution becomes more and more democratized and a greater value is put on data-driven productivity versus creativity and innovation, it's going to take a really novel, out-of-the-box solution to help us all move forward in a win-win situation. All of this really is tied together because after Oppenheimer ended and the credits were rolling and we're all leaving the theater, I was listening to what people around me were saying. And for the most part, it seemed that people were really blown away by not just the acting and the incredible cinematography in the film, but also the story itself. And yes, I went to see Oppenheimer because I love so many of the actors who are in the film and they are so incredible at their craft and telling the story. But if you think about it, the real thing that Oppenheimer depicts, what really happened in the 1940s with the Manhattan Project and all of those brilliant scientists in one place at one time, this is like the master of the obvious thing I'm about to say, but I will bet that that was actually way more interesting and way more dramatic and what a wild ride that was in comparison to anything they could have edited down to three hours to show on a movie screen. There are stories all around us every single day. And that's one of the things I have loved the most about being a writer and working in media. It's the opportunity to platform and tell 
So many stories, chef stories, fashion designer stories, stories about a garment, stories about a dish, stories about an ingredient. Storytelling is so important in our culture today, not least in the case of Oppenheimer, for example, because it's America and we may not know what our history is. So we have to watch adaptations on the screen to understand our own history and the history of this country. But everyone has a story and everyone, for the purposes of this podcast, includes every founder, every brand and every company. If you think about it, storytelling is a more powerful vehicle for communication and messaging than simply recounting what happens, maybe because storytelling captures the imagination. And how many people really read and absorb things like textbooks and biographies and nonfiction versus how many people went to see Oppenheimer on opening weekend. This is not a new idea. This has been around for a long time. In his 2016 book, Content Inc., which was at the time considered a paradigm-shifting manifesto on the ways of thinking about content marketing, Joe Polizzi wrote, I believe the absolute best way to start a business today is not by launching a product, but by creating a system to attract and build an audience. Once a loyal audience is built, one that loves you and the information you send, you can most likely sell your audience anything you want. We've seen this play out so clearly over the past 10 years, where young people building businesses build brand before selling product, whereas before content distribution platforms became democratized and totally open to anybody, people and companies built and sold product before creating a brand. Yet still, for a lot of legacy brands and companies in 2023, especially those that feel like they've hit a ceiling with their marketing, both paid and earned, these opportunities for content and direct-to-consumer storytelling are doors that these brands are still reluctant to open. In my consulting work, talking to CMOs and heads of marketing across the country, my takeaway is that the more traditional and long-standing a brand is, the more marketing leads and executives at those companies overthink what direct-to-consumer messaging and content could look like. Just because you're a big brand doesn't mean that in order to do content and to reach your consumer directly, you need to hire 25 people and run an entire media company out of your back office. Here's a tiny case study with a big impact. Last year, I did a short-term consulting project with a massive consumer-facing platform that had nearly 100 million engaged users. For more than a year, this company had been struggling with earned media. They told me they had all this data that every month they would package it into insights, trends, and data reports and send it out to mainstream media organizations that they had previously worked with. But no one was picking these up as stories. If you listen to the first two episodes of Media Hotline, you'll know that there are probably a lot of reasons why writers and editors may not have been able to craft these easily into stories that fit their publication's needs. But those are things that the brand cannot control. What the brand can control is its own site owned and operated platforms, its blog, and its social media. And conveniently, that is also where the brand's audience goes to for information. 
So while this may all sound like theory, I know for sure that this works because not only has this been my entire career, but this is also what the entire industry of digital media is based on. So the following month, instead of sending out an intricately crafted data and insight report to tons of media outlets, just fingers crossed, praying that someone would take the time to craft all that information into a story. I convinced the marketing team to let me rewrite the story, reformat it, make it actionable, easy to read, targeted at their key engaged audience. And we also made it super easy to search for and find using SEO best practices. To be honest, the marketing team wasn't sure because they'd had a blog on their website for a long time, but they hadn't had a lot of eyeballs on it, not a lot of engagement. That also goes to show that just because you're putting content out there, if it's not optimized, if a tree falls in a forest and no one hears it, did you really do it? So there's a correct way and there's a less correct way to do content for reach. So the next month, we put this piece on their blog in an optimized format. And in our follow-up call, one week later, they were thrilled. They were so excited. They told us that within one week alone, more than two million people had organically found and read the data insight report that they posted on their own blog. This was such a small lift for such a massive payoff and so much good feedback from their already engaged audience, which helped build loyalty and return visits to the brand. So the key idea for this company was to know and identify where its audience is. This particular audience was also hungry for information. For brand marketers, something really important to remember in the 21st century is that consumers are source agnostic when it comes to content, especially when it comes to photos, visual inspiration, multimedia, so videos and audio, news, factual information like data. Consumers are also completely overwhelmed in the wild, wild west of the internet. Think about it. Hasn't it happened to you? It happens to me all the time. If you Google something and Google spits out a list of search results from websites and brands you have never heard of, how do you know where to click, who to trust, what content was even generated by AI, what's true, what's not? Sometimes I get so frustrated. I just Google something, I look at the results, and I can't even click. I just close the tab. For brands, audiences, and consumers are one and the same. And in 2023, there is no reason for a brand to rely on all these intermediaries to talk to its consumer and audience. Think about it. In between the brand, there is the internal marketing department, middle managers, external agencies, journalists, writers, editors, media platforms, influencers, and social media. There are probably more that I'm not thinking of, but there is no reason for this. Brands need, they, and they should be talking directly to their consumers and audiences. Luckily, it is 2023 and the vehicles for storytelling are at our fingertips. Mine, yours, your companies, your brands. Not only is it super easy to launch a blog, a news site, a press release hub, on a brand's website, but there are also external platforms that really make it super easy and really optimize distribution of content for free. 
Long-form video can go on YouTube or even Twitter and Facebook. Short-form videos can go on TikTok and Instagram Reels. Those are instantly shareable by your audience. And static imagery can go on Instagram. Twitter, we'll see how it evolves when it comes to text and video. But Twitter continues to be super popular in industries like politics and tech. For anyone who's not sure what type of content to publish, remember that the voice is yours. And depending on the brand or corporation, voices can either be individual from the executives. If you look at Google's blogs, Twitter's blogs, Netflix blogs, those come from individuals within the organization who have a really strong point of view and who are able to shape the consumer and audience experience and engagement with those platforms. Or even at more traditional brands and corporations, it is easy to design a brand editorial and content style guide all the way down to a brand glossary and vocabulary. It's also not expensive to create content. In terms of personnel, companies can staff up in-house or use external agencies or consultants, people like me who are former journalists and editors. The media industry has shrunk so much over the last 10 years. There are so many professional editors, writers, and digital content strategists who are currently freelancing or out of work. These people are pros. It's that simple. If your brand or company is looking for help on how to staff up or how to create a content and digital strategy to reach your audience directly, feel free to use the contact form on my website, danicolo.com. Over the next few weeks, I will also be developing and publishing downloadable brand content guidelines and starter kits. I'll put them on my website. I'll let you know when those go live. But that's all I have for this episode of Media Hotline. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you have a question or a case study you'd like to submit for consideration in a future episode, please visit danicalo.com and click on Media Hotline. You can use the contact form on that page to send a message and submit a question. Thanks again for listening, and I will see you next time.